Come on. Catherine, are you ready? I am absolutely ready, George. I love it. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Catherine Johns is a speaker and a coach. She helps people get heard and get results. I'm excited to have you on. Catherine, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. You know, my work is personal, and my personal is my work. I love the work I do with clients, and I especially love being with an audience. So when you asked about personal, I started thinking, what a, you know, like, am I that interesting behind the scenes? <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, I do some <laughs> yoga, which is fun, and that's been, I had to take some time off for a little bit for uh, new knees, but now I'm back and I'm digging that. And I hang out with my husband who is a sweetheart. Nice. I appreciate that. So I, I referred to you as a speaker and a coach. Uh, tell us a little bit more about how, how it is that you're making an impact and the reason you're doing that. You know, my first career, and maybe this goes in the category of personal life, my first career was in radio, George, and I was on the air for 25 years, mostly here in Chicago. And when that caved in, looking for the next right thing was really a challenge. And I wound up going through a whole process in which I determined, yeah, I'm a radio personality, but what I really am is a performer. And I could perform someplace other than on the radio. And that's how I wound up doing speaking and then also coaching people who want to speak more effectively. So I went to work for a consulting firm, training professionals to be better communicators. It was a natural for me because I'd been studying communication my whole life. And it was so clear to me that so many people could benefit by being better at speaking and also, as importantly, being better at listening. Isn't that the truth? You know, it absolutely two, two is. ears and one mouth, Catherine. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, and I, I have to imagine that. Um, I mean, I think that, I think that that interpersonal communication, if if that's even the term that we're using these days, that's what it was called when I was in college. It always came really easy to me, but uh, then I recognized that that I could get way, 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 way better at it. Um, but for those people who aren't necessarily mindful about it, they, they, they probably don't realize and recognize that there's so many things that you can be doing to become more effective. That's why they need me to point out how they can be more effective. <laughs> but you're right. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, communication, I'm good at that or I'm fine at that or it's not an issue for me. And particularly, you know, when people think about speaking, they think about getting up in front of a big crowd and giving a speech. Speaking is so much more than that. Speaking is sitting around a conference table with colleagues trying to have some influence. It's talking to a potential customer or client about the work you do and the value that you bring. It's listening, as I mentioned, um, to all of those people in all of those contexts. And most of us could get better at it. So, and and I think that that in in today's today's world whether it's a new normal or it's just it's just sort of a blip and then we get back to having a lot of face-to-face meetings but here here we are uh you and i are having a conversation obviously through through the interwebs 
but we're doing Zoom calls or whatever sort of virtual technology that that somebody's using, um, it's a whole new skill set. I would have to. Well, it's not totally new, but so many little things. Or I'll stop rambling and ask you how how how, how it's different. And I'll tell you exactly how it's different. I have actually been offering George a program about that very thing because I know speakers who are very and professional speakers, people who are hired to come out and give a talk and they get sometimes very large checks on the way out the door. They're really good at their craft and they're complaining that it's so hard to talk to a camera and, and the people aren't there and I can't get the energy from the audience and you don't know if they're laughing at your jokes and you can't have the applause and it's exhausting and I finish a talk and I'm completely wiped out. And the more I listened to this, the more I thought, gosh, you know, it's kind of like doing a radio show. Mm. I know how to do that. I was doing virtual speaking before we had a name yeah, for it. Right. And so I started offering, I call it a salon because it's really not a webinar. It's a conversation with people who need to speak, whether professionally or for their work elsewhere. And are having a hard time adapting to the new world that you're talking about because it is different from talking face to face to a live audience in a room generating their own energy to mix with yours. And I have to imagine it's it's we were sort of kidding around that uh but but before we started recording that you know that 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 we both like to not necessarily get get dressed up and put business suits on but get ready and and prepare ourselves and put on the right clothes or makeup if 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 that's the case um even though you're not going to be seen i have to imagine that there's a a physical component to it with with just your body and your body language and then tonality what what are some of those sort of fundamental areas that that, that you talk to people about so it really starts with the body you're exactly right because the big thing is about the energy, what people complain about. I can't get the energy from the audience. So as a speaker online, in a conference call, on a Zoom meeting, whatever, you need to generate the energy yourself. You can't feed off the audience, and it's not their job to energize you anyway. It's our job as speakers to produce the energy, and that comes from the body. And so the first thing I tell people is ground yourself, sit up straight, Press your feet into the floor, stack your head on top of your shoulders, let your shoulders drop back and down so your chest is open, you're very expansive, and you're fully occupying your space. That changes the way you sound. So you can hear my voice now, George, as I'm seated seated the way I would be if I were doing a presentation online. That's very different than when I kind of hunch over like this. And now I'm leaning into the computer and my shoulders are bent and my foot, one foot is off the ground. And my voice, you can hear, is in a higher range now and a little thinner, uh, more maybe more tinny. So it doesn't have the richness or depth that my voice can have when I'm fully grounded and expansive. And as you were as you were going through those steps, I was I was either changing the way I was sitting or reinforcing uh, that I was already doing some of them. And I imagine that people are listening were also sort of going through that and doing it. And 
you know, right there, it's, those are, are pretty, I don't want to call them fundamental or simple things, but it's probably something that so few people actually think about. Yeah, they are fundamental and they also are things we don't think about because we start talking and we just get casual and we sit any old way. And, and we, so if I were on stage in front of an audience, I would be fully grounded and centered. I would be taking up space. I would be using my body. And if I don't do that when I'm connecting with an audience on Zoom or Skype or whatever, I'm missing an element. And so are they because the audience needs my energy. You know, I hear people complain, I can't get energy from the audience. No, you're supposed to be giving energy to the audience. Right. And they get cheated if you don't have enough energy to, to share with them. And then how we direct our energy is another whole component to that. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And yeah, if you're not if you're not bringing the energy, if if you're in a position where you are the person presenting, and if it's you know on stage or now if it's you're, you're doing a webinar and 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 you're just in your your office at home or your bedroom or whatever, you still need to bring it and make sure that you are being mindful and and, and doing all those things. Um, would 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 love a couple more tips on, on that from a if I'm presenting to a group and then I'd love to. To, to shift into, let's just talk about showing up and becoming a, a, an effective presenter and an effective listener, I guess, an effective participant uh, in, in a okay. online meeting. So, All right. So one more tip about when, when I'm speaking is I think people say to me all the time is it, it makes me uncomfortable to talk to a camera. Mm. I don't know how to talk to How do you talk to a camera? <laughs> and people, people heart, even before we started doing everything virtually, I had people say that to me. They found video challenging because they don't like talking to a camera. So here's my big tip, George. Don't talk to the camera. Talk through the camera to your perfect client right on the other side. And so imagine the camera, instead of thinking of it as an object that I talk to, think about it the way you think of a phone. If I called you after this show for a little debrief, I would not say, I'm gonna call the phone I would just pick up my phone and use it to call George, <laughs> right? Yeah. Same way, I'm not talking to the camera. I'm talking to you. The camera is just, or the microphone, the, the apparatus is just a way to get my voice to your ears and your voice back to mine. That's really funny. And when we, yeah. Isn't it? Because, because you hear that language a lot. You listen for it. You'll hear people say it all the time. I'm just uncomfortable talking to a camera. And the camera becomes an obstacle instead of a vehicle for communication. Yeah, yeah, I bet most people probably say that. I'm just not good at talking to this telephone. Really, nobody ever said that. Yeah, well, or maybe, never. Maybe a long time maybe, ago well, they maybe, probably yeah, did. Maybe when phones were first invented, I'm sure people did say, I can't just talk to this object. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just another way to think about it. And when we make that shift internally, the sound of our voice comes along with it and we sound more human and more intimate and less mechanical or rote or like I'm reciting something from memory. Yeah, no, I think that's excellent right there. So I, I know that, uh, I know that, that people don't like meetings and that's, that's, that's also me. And, uh, I think that there's now probably a psychological condition known as zoom fatigue or virtual meeting oh, fatigue. Totally. And so we'd love to, kind of pivot into that how, like how 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 can i be 
how can I enjoy the meetings more? How can I be a better participant? How can I be a better, uh, just how do I do a better job at virtual meetings? So a couple of things. And one is if you're in charge of them, keep them short. You know, in corporate life, especially we're accustomed to meeting for an hour. We book the conference room for an hour and then we fill up the time because, you know, that's the blocks of time we work with. (laughs) But maybe the meeting doesn't need to be an hour. And particularly if you're not uh, eating a Danish or pouring coffee or chit-chatting on the way in or whatever, you can streamline things. And I do think that's a piece of it. Nobody, it's, it's really uncomfortable to sit and stare at a screen for hours on end. So I would keep meetings shorter. Um, I would make sure there's a way for people to participate. And I don't mean, you know, that signal on Zoom where you can raise your hand. I mean, actually participate. So when I did my, my session for speakers, my salon, I talked and then they talked and each by turn. And sometimes, yes, people talk over each other. It gets messy. You got to stop and sort it out. But it's worth it to have the interaction. Turn your camera on. I know that sounds basic, but a lot of people will come to a Zoom meeting and leave their camera off because they didn't do their hair. They didn't do their makeup. Mm-hmm. Their, you know, their cat sitting on their lap, whatever. <laughs> if you want to show up, you got to show up. Yeah, right? right. If I'm looking at a black box with your name on it, I forget you're there. And and so really, if you're serious about making an appearance, you need to make an appearance and let us see you and let us hear from you both. And that's that's I think that that's essential. Um for, for 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 you if you are the the participant in a meeting uh, making sure that, that that probably your mindset and your attitude going into it is is correct that you're going to be a participant that you're going to be engaged um, whether just just because I, I, I think otherwise you'll hate your life but certainly if you are trying to um, advance in the company this certainly may mm. be the new way that we're going to be doing it so we need to polish up our skills and, and sharpen our skills and become effective at this um, what 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 do you think about that I think you're exactly right I also got a good tip from somebody and I would give them credit if I remembered who it was <laughs> but when as we transition back into people being in person there are likely to be some times where some people are in the room and some people are not. And for companies with more than one location, it's been like that for a long time. You have a meeting at your headquarters in Waukegan, Illinois, but there are people on the, on the line or on WebEx or whatever with who are in your plant in West Virginia. And very often those people get short shrift. You forget they're there. You don't address them. You can't see them. They become invisible. And so the suggestion was when we go back to having in-person meetings, make sure everybody's in person or everybody's on Zoom. Even if you're in the office down the hall or the next cube, put everybody together, including both the local people and the remote people, so that we're on equal footing and we can all participate in the same way. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. It seemed counterintuitive to me because I can't wait to be in a room with people again. But it did make sense that for people who are remote when everybody's not, it can feel very isolating and like you're not part of things. 
No doubt. And I, I was thinking in my mind about times where I was running meetings and, and there were there was another office or location that was remote and they were without question. I, 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 I did not do a good job of incorporating them or tailoring the presentation to make sure that 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 I was even paying attention to them. So I think that's yeah. good. That makes you just like everybody else, yep. George. Shame Don't on me. Like a, a, a selfish dummy. <laughs> no, a well-intentioned guy. They're, oh, perfect. Yes. The technology. Are... <laughs> and so this is a way to use the technology more effectively. Yes, I love it. Perfect. Well, Catherine, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? My difference-making tip is going to go back to where we started about being in your body. The thing that people want most from you, George, is you. They want your presence. They want your energy. And the only way they can get that is if you stay fully embodied. And when we get nervous or when we get tense or when we get preoccupied and we start swirling our energy around in our head, we lose some of that. So I'm going to say bring your body with you to every meeting and every interaction. Um, and I know that sounds silly, like how could you go to it without your body? Hmm. But actually, I mean being aware of your body, creating that physical connection so that you're all there for your conversations, whether they're on technology or in person. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on. Come on. Catherine. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can they uh, Where can they check out the the class, the course that that that, that you've created? CatherineJohns.com is my sadly dated website, which doesn't have the course on it, but should. I'm working on the redo. Oh my goodness! And <laughs> find me on LinkedIn. It, you know, it, it's LinkedIn.com/slash Catherine Johns. And I post almost every day during the week around communication, networking, speaking, selling. And I would love to engage with your folks there and with you, George. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Catherine your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to CatherineJohns.com. Follow her on LinkedIn. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Catherine. Thank you, George. It was a pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.